All right, we're live here at In Your Head. This is the internet icon, the pride of the pilgrims, handsome Jackie Jones. Oh, man, for the AEW post-show Jackie Jones show. Live Tuesday nights, In Your Head, me and One Inch Biceps. Wednesday nights, live Jackie Jones show following AEW Dynamite. All right, so let's get right into it, folks. Uh, and by the way, subscribe here to In Your Head. Click the little bell icon, not the internet icon, and you'll get all the notifications every time we're live and every time a new show is posted. While you're here in the live show, hit that little uh, money symbol, send some money our way in the super chats. It helps pay for all the live streams and stuff going on. And if you donate $10 or more, I will send you an autograph photo of myself or Jackie Jones. All right. For tonight only, send me 25 bucks, Super Chat, and I will send you uh, Jackie Jones, not with my picture on it, but an old wrestling t-shirt that I can no longer wear anymore because they don't fit me. Let me know if you want anything from 2X, 3X. I don't know if I have any 4X left. A 2X or a 3X, let me know. It'll be a random shirt, and I'll throw in an autograph photo as well. All right. So let's get right to this AEW Dynamite for November 18th. Young Bucks versus Top Flight opens the show. So last week, you know, they, uh, they promoted this Top Flight, uh, who I was not familiar with. I'm a bad AEW fan. I don't watch Dark. I'm going to remedy that. I'm going to start watching Dark. Um, I like the idea of, you know, uh, establishing uh, new talent on the other show on Dark and then eventually going to AEW on the main show Dynamite. I do think that you should um, show a little bit of vignette or something for people like myself who aren't familiar with uh, the talent on uh, Dark. That being said, they did that tonight. Um, they showed a little video on these guys, which was that was cool. Now I get to know them a little bit. But you probably should have showed that last week. But anyway, uh, Young Bucks uh, versus Top Flight. They have the video package, like I mentioned. Uh, good high-flying match. Um, either Matt is a really good uh, seller. I know he really is injured, but uh, he looks in pain when he's doing stuff. So if he really is like, uh, if that leg is pretty bad, Matt Jackson, he probably shouldn't be wrestling. But either way, if, if he's not as, uh, he must not be as bad as, as, he, as, he, as they uh, make it out to be. Uh, it is good selling. For people say he can't sell. Uh, I was watching and thinking, man, this guy looks in pain. Um, there's a near fall from a roll up, which I actually thought maybe top flight was going to win, which is uh, pretty well done because I really thought, you know, going in, this was a, this was a clear victory for the young bucks. Um, oh, it was uh, on their move more bang for the buck for your buck. I'm trying to write down these names of the moves so I can be the next, uh, Excalibur. Uh, the one with the V trigger, a uh, good match. Good high-flying match. It's weird, like, their, their debut match is a title match versus uh, the Young Bucks. But it was a good showcase, good match. Um, and it wasn't, even though I wouldn't say it's a squash match, it wasn't as competitive as sometimes when they have, like, an established act in AEW versus, not I want to say a job team but, or a job, you know, character, but someone who's not established. But it, this was really, um, the Young Bucks really had most of the offense but they didn't you know, squash top flight. It also made sense that top flight had some, uh, had some offense because, um, because Matt is injured. So this match worked. It was fun. Uh, Jack Evans and, and Helico come in and beat up um, 
top flights. I guess we're going to go into that feud. It's a little strange to me that you debut versus uh, the tag champs in a title match, and then uh, a team would run in and beat up the guys that lost the title match when they come in and try to uh, go for the title themselves and maybe beat up uh, the Young Bucks. But nonetheless, uh, I think that would be a good feud. Probably should have started with that in Helico and Jack Evans, uh, TH2 versus Top Flight. Uh, got top flight over maybe in that feud and then gone on for the titles, but whatever. We'll see where it goes. Uh, then we had our first vignette with uh, the inner circle in Vegas. These were really fun. It, it you know, turned into a, um, into a spoof of a uh, hangover, but it totally worked. It was very funny. Uh, worked for me. Uh, see now, uh, years ago, it did take me a while to, um, to accept this part of wrestling, but really, like if you if you're gonna enjoy uh, modern day wrestling, you have to accept that. Like, I have this old school mentality. Like, um, there should be, there has to be explained why a camera is there, but we've gone way beyond that. So either you have to accept it or not. And if you don't like it, I totally get you. I'm not gonna argue with you, but uh, you just can't really you can't really criticize it anymore. Because it's just that's what wrestling is today. It's a different it's a different thing than what we grew up with, for better or worse. Um, Urius, uh, the Jackie Jones Hall of Famer, Urius here. He says, a "Big fan of TH2. I agree." And Helico and Jack Evans are money. I, I agree. They're uh, uh, very underutilized, but um, I think you know maybe we'll be seeing something with them. A uh, good team. I've always liked uh, both of them. I don't really care for their gear. Their gear, the what they're wearing here was fine. Normally in the ring, I'm not really a big fan of their gear. And that's a nitpick, but it's it's a, if I would say something would be uh, their gear. Uh, so then they had a um, a uh, video for Boundless, uh, the history of a revolution. Looks like a uh, documentary about uh, the the start of AEW itself. I'm just going to say, I love this. Uh, I thought this was tremendous. Um, in just a short time, you got over some of the, some of the uh, stars of AEW, introduced them, I think, to, to a new audience. I think maybe some of this stuff you could have been doing all along on AEW. Uh, I think it was the first time on air that they've uh, mentioned that um, – that, um, who's the big woman? The Savager, that, that she's um, a transgender. I think that's the first time they mentioned on air. Uh, you saw, um, Scorpio Sky, they showcased, a bunch of people showcased, uh, really, uh, stuff from the heart, it seemed, heartfelt. I think Scorpio Sky is the guy they're going to start pushing here. You know, they kind of come and go with him. Uh, yeah, it was done well, and I like the, it kind of gave me an ECW feel. I think sometimes people, uh, really... All they think about when you mention ECW is the hardcore and blood and guts and language and that kind of stuff. But to me, that's definitely part of it. I'm not going to say it's not part of it, but a big part of, a, of ECW that people overlook was the emotional connection that the crowd had uh, with all the wrestlers and the promotion itself. And to me, this was what uh, this was really capturing. And, uh, I'm all about it. You know, these guys that were told, you know, they couldn't make it or misuse somewhere else, and they all get together to start this promotion and, uh, and show them that they're wrong. Other people are wrong, and all about this. I like this a lot. Um, had a, a short but good uh, promo with uh, Moxley about the upcoming uh, Moxley-Kenny Omega match. 
Um, this was brought up by uh, Incher on In Your Head. Uh, last, I think Incher brought up on Wednesday. It's weird that um, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega is going to be on TV, free TV. And I thought I agreed with that at the time because um, this is definitely a big uh, pay-per-view match, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. But that being said, it's also a big marquee match that I think is good to put on TV because more people see it on TV. So if you have more of the um, your casual audience seeing what AEW really is about, uh, John Moxley and Kenny Omega, uh, two of their guys, um, one guy you know from from WWE, but now is uh, really showcasing how, what he wants to be in John Moxley and uh, Kenny Omega. Who I, I know people are going to argue, yeah, but he's in New Japan, all these things. But for the majority of American audiences, uh, this is the first time seeing him. So, and this is like a showcase of your of two top AEW guys. Uh, maybe there's going to be a big angle. I, you know, it's clear Kenny Omega is a heel now, but maybe he hasn't had like the big heel turn. Maybe this is going to be it. Maybe you crown Kenny Omega on the show. The point is you put this on free TV, it's going to be more eyes on it. And if you crown Kenny Omega as your champion, if you do it on the free television, more I see that, and then they're like, "Hey, this this is their guy. This is the new uh, star of the company." So, yeah, I could see uh, I could see both sides of this. It's kind of like when they when they had uh, Goldberg win from from Hogan. They definitely should have been a pay per view, but at the same time, having a lot of people see it uh, was memorable. And uh, th- uh, he brought up that uh, Renee Young. He didn't say Renee Young, but he said, you know, he's a pregnant wife at home. So Renee Young's having their baby. Congratulations to them. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Kip Sabian, my uh, my man, Orange Cassidy. I'm not a huge Kip Sabian fan. He's uh, grown on me a little bit. I think um, since he's been on TV, he's not. It seemed like he was, uh, I don't want to say shy, but he wasn't used to be on TV, so he didn't come off very well. I think he's coming off better. I th- I still think like it's a real downgrade from Euro, who I think could be like a legit top guy to be kind of the second banana to to like a mid card guy at best. So I think that's a very strange uh, pairing. Uh, that being said, this is a good match. Uh, Orange Cassidy's my guy. I do uh, as much as I love Orange Cassidy, I love AEW. I do think um, they had so much momentum with Orange Cassidy working with Jericho beating Jericho in the in the in the blow off match. Then the follow up with him, he's you know, he lost um his title matches twice. I, I don't I don't know about that. It's uh he's still like uh very over with me, but I think they didn't capitalize on the on the momentum. And you don't you sometimes, you know, you only get one shot with that. It's hard to recapture that momentum. But uh, Cassidy won with uh, the mousetrap, and then uh, Mira runs in, and then uh, the best friends run in, and you get the big uh, schmaz, as they say. Murius um, says they have a similar vibe to Orange Cassidy. Very fun to watch and silly. Um, I can see, but I think they're a little more serious, though, than Orange Cassidy. But I do agree that they're very fun, and I'm glad to see. Um, by the way, he's talking about um, and and Helico and Jack Evans, and I I would like to see them more. On uh, TV, and Jack Evans is a good talker. I don't know about him, Helico. I'm just not f- as familiar with him. So, but uh, Jack Evans should get some uh, promo time. Uh, so the contract signing, just a fantastic uh, introduction from Oxley, going over all, all his accolades, uh, saying, unlike unlike uh, Moxley, he's a he's a Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. All this stuff was great. Just the uh, 
it makes them like you're putting them over to to the nth degree and making them like very unlikable. I, I dig it. Uh, Kenny, so Kenny Omega comes out. Moxley's laid out in the back. Not sure who who beat him up. Someone beat him up. Uh, then we have a long um, inner inner circle segment. Uh, this is when it really goes in hangover territory. You get uh, open strunk MJF's drunk, and they're like on top of like a, a casino somewhere, and they've got a, an Elvis look alike with them, and he's like opening up his heart and soul to him, saying, "I, you know, people used to think I was a, a lone wolf, and then I wanted the wolf pack, and they're together. And then it, it, you know, goes in the next day where they're waking up and." Uh, like Sammy's in in like a uh, a pool. He's in a pool in a fountain. Jericho's in the bathtub, I think, or maybe MJF was in the bathtub. Sammy apparently got married to three wives. Oh, oh, another thing too. When they before the next day was Sammy's just like because they were talking about being blood brothers, and he just pulls out a knife. And he's like, yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's be. And it was uh, like he's gonna go crazy and just cut himself open. That's pretty sweet. Then Elvis was the was the voice of reason. He's like, oh, Samus, don't be cruel, Samus. Don't be cruel, Samus. Uh, he had, like, live chickens there. Proud and powerful feeding the chickens. And then uh, and then he heard a baby crying, and it was hornswoggle in a diaper. And this even me, made Jim Ross laugh. Uh, it seemed like a real genuine laugh when they went back to uh, to the live show. And Jericho was on commentary just very briefly. That was odd. Uh, Blade versus Pac. Uh, I think Blade and Butcher are a very underrated team, and but they've been getting some uh, some more TV time, so that's good to see. Uh, Eddie Kingston on commentary. Eddie Kingston, one of the best promos in modern wrestling. Blade, like I said, Blade and Butcher underrated. Uh, really good match. Uh, Pac's obviously very good. Uh, Blade's really good. Has a good look. I kind of like the mask look, but he's but yeah, he's and he's like really caught. The other guys, Butcher's really big and menacing. Good team. I like them. Um, so, Shooting Star Press and the Brutalizer. Um, and then it was pretty sweet. So, Pax uh, on Comet, he grabs a mic and starts cutting a promo on Eddie Kingston. And Butcher just comes up behind him and just lays him out with a sweet clothesline. That was pretty sweet. And then uh, just a fantastic promo, Eddie Kingston on, um, on Pac. And uh, Phoenix runs him to save um, – to save Pac, because they, they were the death triangle before uh, Pac had, you know, before the pandemic. And then, uh, so Penta comes out, and they're teasing, is he going to beat up his own brother with the chair? And no, he saves his brother, so I, I like that. So uh, we're going to get a uh, six-man match, uh, six-man feud, I assume, Eddie Kingston, the family, Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and Blade versus uh, Phoenix, Penta, the Lucha Bros, and Pac, uh, death triangle. I know before the pandemic, they had talked about uh, doing a six-man uh, tag uh, I would like to see that in AEW. Actually, have a lot of uh, six-man teams that would work in that. You have the family, you have uh, the best friends in Orange Cassidy, you have Death Triangle, um, you have different combinations in the inner, inner circle. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of teams that, that could be in that. It would be, uh, it would be good stuff. Oh, uh, you have um, Luchas, you know, Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy and uh, and the little guy. So yeah, you could totally do that. Uh, Thunder Rose versus Serena Deeb. I'll be honest. So, so this match starts, and it's like it's really dead. People aren't into it. I wasn't into it. And uh, through their work, I have to say that they won me over and won the crowd over. Um, Serena Deeb's excellent wrestler. Thunder Rose as well. Uh, Serena Deeb really needs some sizzle. Needs a mouthpiece or some type or something with her. 
But uh, as a wrestler, she's fantastic. This really uh, worked as a match really well. Uh, it won the crowd over just in work rate. Um, so you had Rebel and, Doc, and Dr. Baker ran out and uh, started to beat up uh, Rosa. At first, I thought, well, this is smart if you put Serena Deeb with uh, Britt Baker because then you have uh, arguably the best character in women's wrestling, especially uh, definitely in AEW. Maybe not uh, maybe not all of wrestling, but definitely in AEW. And uh, you have a really good wrestler with Deeb, so that would be a good uh, combination, you know, the, the worker and, and, the, and the character. Uh, but it was strange because uh, as, as heated as that run-in was, it didn't lead anywhere. It didn't lead to the finish. So the match kept going, and then uh, eventually Deeb won, and it's up in the air if Deeb knew that she attacked or not. They were pl- the commentators were playing like she didn't. And then uh, they were back in the crowd, um, Rebel and, um, and the Doctor. And so, um, so Thunder pulls, uh, pulls, um, Britt Baker out of the crowd and starts beating her up. So that was pretty cool. I liked it. Uh, Darby Allen vignette where he lights himself on fire on a skateboard. I don't agree with, uh, Jim Cornette very often, but I will say this. I'm a huge Darby Allen fan. Do not care for the, uh, for some of these vignettes. Some of them, I think, I mean, they're well, like, put together. And some of them I like when there's, like, they're in the stylized. But when he's just doing kind of jackassy stuff, I'm, I'm not into that. I don't really, like, when he's just falling down. Like, if he, like, get, puts himself in a body bag and rolls off a hill or something, I don't really understand what the point of that is. But, but anyway, Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes versus Team Taz. This was a good match. Uh, Brian Cage, to me, works a lot better in a tag. I don't think he's particularly good. I think he's a definitely overrated guy. Uh, yeah, he looks impressive, definitely. But um, really, really green. Like, uh, even though he doesn't really talk, just even standing there in promos, like he doesn't know, doesn't look like he knows what to do. And uh, in a tag match, he works. He can do these big moves. But in a singles match, he really blows up quick. But uh, in a tag match, it works. Ricky Spar- Starks, I don't know what, what, how I feel about him. There's an unlikability about him, which could make him, make him a good heel, I guess. Um, Cage wins with the Avalanche Drill Claw. It's a bizarre name for a move, but it was pretty cool. It was almost like a almost to- sort of a falcon arrow off the top rope. Pretty devastating move, and I was actually glad that was the finish because it was a devastating like pile driver type move off the top by, by Big Giant Dude. And it wasn't near fall, it was, a pit, was the finish, which I think is smart. Uh, big Will Hobbs comes in. I was watching my mom, and my mom says, Will Hobbs is always, always comes in late. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But that actually worked here because then he turned on Cody. So maybe it was intentional that he ran him late. So uh, Will Hobbs is now part of Team Taz. Um, I'm not a huge current Taz fan. Uh, I don't like him on commentary. And every time I, because he'll do a good, pretty good promo here, but then when he's on, he was on commentary before and, and he's real goofy and he's even laughing at his own jokes to kind of break a character with, um, with Jim Ross. And that really takes me out of, out of his, uh, his manager role is supposedly like the, the heel, you know, um, coach for uh, team Taz. I don't know. I don't love it. All right, so that was uh, AEW. It's a good show. Uh, you know, it wasn't like a blowaway show or anything, but I, I enjoyed it. I don't think there was anything I hated on the show. I think all the matches were good. I think, uh, it, you know, it, 
progressed storylines, really no like filler stuff. The inner circle stuff was fun. I'm fine with comedy on the show as long as it's funny. I found that stuff funny, so that worked for me. Uh, I'm going to pull up um, questions here on the Facebook group. If you have any questions or uh, topics or comments for me, you can send them in uh, here in the live chat or on the Facebook group. Uh, let's see here. Does Intra, this is from Al Ulb, does Intra hate Renee Young's baby? We'll have to wait. Have to wait and see. It's weird because he's a he's a good Catholic boy, so you think he'd be he's all about the babies. Marty Van Buren, Rosa and Britt Baker. Who do you think who do you want to beat up who? Interesting. Britt Baker, uh, I like her better. Uh, but she's a great baby, a great heel. So it would be nice to see her get uh, beat up by Thunder Rose. Mike Hodges, the impact plus upgrade that still has problems. One of the worst upgrades in streaming app history. Well, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry about that. I do question anyone's, you know, um, sanity who would get it in the first place. But I don't want to. I don't want to trash talk something I don't watch. Uh, Al Lube, a follow up to Mike's question: How pissed would you be uh, if you bought Turning Point this past weekend, which was the TNA Impact uh, pay per view, only to see the Impact has put it for free on their YouTube page? Yeah, that wouldn't be happy. I know a couple times when WWE did that, when they showed like the Royal Rumble on uh, free Raw or you know pay per view, uh, I wasn't happy because I always bought the pay per views. And if you're a loyal customer to eight to to Impact, and I don't think there's a lot. A lot of, you know, viewers, never mind people who buy their pay-per-views. I mean, there weren't even when I was buying their pay-per-view years ago. So I imagine the people now are really hardcore Impact fans. Um, so, you know, if you're one of those select people and, and like, uh, you, you put your money out and, and then, like, they put on free TV, I could see you not being too happy. Um, Follow-up to Mike's question. Oh, we did that one. Marty Van Buren, why is Brian Cage receiving Canadian destroyers from Darby Allen? That's wrestling, man. I don't care. Uh, Marty Van Buren, would you ever disrespect Team Taz and Big Will Hobbs? And slap those bitches around. They get out of line. Anastosiadius Theodosiadius wants to know impact players. Okay. Uh, he also says Taz is called Pete Cabbage or Cab. The fuck is he talking about? Is this a gimmick or has he really lost his mind? Brian Matthew Clutter is in your head having a bake sale. Now, I didn't even notice this line, but apparently during AEW, uh, AEW tonight, um, they were talking about the uh, AEW heels, which was the women's, uh, like, uh, social media thing. I don't know exactly what it was. And um, Jim Ross asked if they were having a bake sale. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, I don't know. I was either paying, not paying attention or doing something. Am I going to lose my shit over that? No. Uh, was it probably a dumb thing to say? Yeah, I would. I mean, you sense. You probably shouldn't have said that. Uh, Tyler Stevens, what do you think of, especially when he's not the heel. I could see a heel guy saying that. Uh, Tyler Stevens, what do you think of Monty Brown? Should he pounce uh, AEW? Big fan of Monty Brown. Um, it's too bad his uh, career didn't uh, pan out longer. Um, he's one of the standout guys in Impact when, when like, it had a buzz. Went to WWE and didn't do much there, unfortunately. 
but I think he had some, you know, personal issues. Uh, not like um, demons or anything. I, th- I think then his wife died or something. So yeah, I don't. I mean, I'd like to see him come back, but I don't. I, I don't see it for happening. Happening. Al Loeb, did AEW miss the boat by not having the honky talk man as the fake Elvis? That's a good point. I, I would have dug it. Um, Al Loeb, and uh, you totally have a honky talk man. I, I'm a big honky fan. So, uh, do, 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 do. Al Loeb, you skip Shaq's woman Vicky and Nyla Rose pilmanizing Brandy's arm. What was that on? Um. Was this on TV? Uh, Dustin Howe. I don't know. Littons, Jack? I don't know what that means. LTNS? Uh, hey, old buddy. You think AEW is going to be the next TNA? God, fuck, no. Hope not. Or Crockett to the end. I mean, I think it's just its own thing. I wouldn't compare it to a TNA or Crockett. If anything, I kind of it's kind of an ECW on some level, but but not. To, I mean, it's its own thing. We're it's a, we're in a u- unique era of wrestling. Um, there's really you know f- for the last few years there's really monopoly, and then um, and then some of these guys really bege- got a buzz and like were actual draws on on the Indies and in Japan you know, with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes and. Um, People say, well, how do you become a, you know, a draw in the Indies? And, I mean, it's a different time. So, it's not necessarily you're drawing, selling out like giant arenas, even though these guys did sell out places in um, New Japan and like for Ring of Honor when they did some shows. But uh, they really uh, put um, pro wrestling tees on the map and, uh, you know, merchandise and stuff. So, you know, things are different today. And if it wasn't for those guys, uh, for their popularity, there wouldn't be an AEW. So it's this unique thing, like these guys, uh, grassroots wrestlers on the indies did well, and now we, uh, someone with money and connections got behind them. You got some other people involved, like Jericho, Moxley, and then you picked up some other people, MJF and some other guys, and now you've got something. And then uh, it's another place for wrestlers to be. If nothing else, even if you don't, if it's not your style and you don't like it, uh, to want it to, to fail is just wrong. Because if you, if you want wrestling to survive, you need other places that guys can make a living. Uh, AEW Heels is a women's thing on Twitter. There you go. Thank you, Dustin. All right. Well, not too many questions there. Hi, Jack. I missed it tonight. That's too bad, Dustin. Uh, Yuri says, I'd spank Rosa. By the way, now you mentioned Rosa. I do have to say, tremendous, tremendous shorts on Rosa. Thunder Rosa tonight. And some very good camera shots. They get in there nice and tight. Oh, I missed the whole Brandy arm break segment. I must have been... I was making supper at some point, so I missed this. When did this happen? Oh, I missed it. I'm sorry. Hell, I got notes on the show, but I also had to eat. So I was making dinner at one point. I must have missed this segment. Made myself some baked hake, which is a a white fish, flaky white fish. It's kind of like a cod. It's a little sweeter. More, uh, it's also more uh, delicate, so you got to be careful when you're flipping that bad boy over, and some uh, and some roasted veggies. 
I missed the arm break. Man. So uh, let me know. I missed it. So was she um, Was she on promo again? Was she better than last week? She, uh, who is this woman? Shaq's woman? Hmm, I missed this. And did they break her? Oh, and so Vicky Guerrero's with her now, I guess. Interesting. So that's why they split uh, her up. Okay. Here you go, though, if, if you're really interested. Here's what my uh, here's what I had for dinner. This is what I missed. The arm breaking segment for. Got some roasted zucchini and baby eggplant and carrots and Brussels sprouts and a yam with some sriracha because I like the uh, the hot and sweet combination. I don't like to put butter on stuff, so I put some sriracha on there and some baked uh, some baked hake with uh, rosemary, salt, and pepper. Hell, there you go. Might bring back the cooking with Jack show, but now I eat healthy. But eat, you can eat healthy and still eat well. Don't starve yourself out there. Uh, Yuri says it was 30 seconds of nothing. Backstage boring. Rather watch Jackie Jones cook fluffy fish. Well, there you go, Yurius. That's why Yurius is the Jackie Jones Hall of Famer. Very good. I uh, buzzed the hair head recently. Looking pretty good, I think. Although it's really cold outside. I'm cold at the moment. But anyway, hey, I'll be honest. I got this on Wish. People make fun of Wish. I got this uh, sweet Moxley AEW bomber jacket for $20. Al Wu packed it up and shipped it right out to me in no time. Got it in less than a week. All right, folks. I'm going to get out of here, but I had fun. And I always have fun talking AEW, talking wrestling, talking anything from foolishness to seriousness and all everything in between with my Hediverse. This ain't a gimmick, folks. I love the Hediverse. Uh, I'm not getting rich doing this show. I do it because I love the Hediverse community. Each and one of you out there, some of you are annoying bastards like Swax, but I still... Love him. Well, man, it's a bad example. But everybody else, I love you out there. Urias, Alub, the ultimate beef. Oh, everybody out there. Vic Shavoni, the song man, Juju of the Bees, Dustin Howe. Dustin Howe, weren't, weren't you on uh, Gilligan's Island? I don't know. But anyway, I'm out of here. Vic Shavoni says, Jackie Jones is all elite. Well, there you go. All right, folks. Until Tuesday's Jackie Jones, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Me and my right-hand man, the OIB, will be here talking the wrestling. We may have a guest with us. We may not. Then Wednesday, I'll be back to Jackie Jones' show. I am thinking about, if there's interest, let me know. Email me at iytrusting.com five bucks a month i was thinking about you'd subscribe to the jackie jones youtube here jack iyh on youtube five bucks a month and i'll i'll do a live review after raw this year after AEW, maybe after the pay-per-views if there's enough interest make it worthwhile for me to do I'm not trying to break the bank but Hey, if you're interested, let me know. Maybe I'll start up. 
All right. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Don't forget, subscribe and hit the bell icon, not the internet icon, and you'll get a notification every time we are live. Or even if there's a new video that pops up, do it up.